0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: All right, guys, and um, welcome to the next episode of the Dead Hedgehog's Agni Uncles podcast with myself, Chris Gavigan, got Stephen Kelly here beside me, and of course,
2: Peter Cassidy. How are you doing, lads? Good now, Chris.
1: How are you getting on, lads?
2: Hope you're all keeping well. Anyone I that's do. watching this?
1: Yeah, we, we've had a week or two off since
2: we've recorded. Pretty much. We've had a few, t- few things going on, but we have a, a few nice podcasts in the pipeline. We have an Agony Uncles definitely coming up quick. Yeah. We've done that one a few days ago or a, about a week ago. Um, also, we have a An up and coming female comedian, we're going to be uh, podcasting her in a few days, Sinead Quinlan. Uh, Looking forward to that. Um, going from the start to where she is now, and uh, that should be a good podcast. And uh, we're doing this one now. So, what is this one about, Chris? So,
1: obviously, we've what we've been doing with the Agni Uncles is tackling people's problems, and you know, obviously, people have been sending in issues. Some are have been complete piss takes, but some have been quite serious. Yeah, you know, and uh, just discussing that and see if we could uh, find solutions or what our thoughts would be on it. Um, as P often says, we're far from experts, but um, I suppose it's just about getting having these uh, problems discussed. What we wanted to do this time around is uh, take some overarching themes the like uh, that we've encountered regular on the podcasts over the last couple of weeks and just discuss the themes themselves and, uh, you know, have, have a chat that way about Mm -hmm. it, you know, instead of taking specific problems from people, just taking like the likes of anxiety as an overarching thing and things, how they've developed and have a look at different ways of um, kind of processing them mentally, you know, um, looking at some different videos, analyzing the videos and, where where these people have gone? So we've got some cool videos to have a look at and analyze ourselves.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. Uh, good stuff. What? Which is? The, what, you've a video lined up for, for this one here. So yeah.
1: So um, I I watched this video maybe two two weeks ago and sent it on to the lads. There it was. Were, just... you, were you
3: were you wearing pants and you were watching? I was. Yeah. <laughs> surprisingly, that's, good. that's, that's surprisingly.
1: Good, right? I was lying in bed, going th- pants on. <laughs> I had didn't say I watched the whole video with the pants on. If, if I, if when you see this video, if you you'd be very worried about me if you saw that I had the pants off. Like
2: I, I, I've I've watched a clip of it. It would be a challenging wank. On the
0: <laughs> <fairness>.
2: <laughs> but yeah, um
1: so Gay Byrne interviews a World War One veteran. This is from the late 1980s. It's just a fascinating insight into how this man um, deals with the idea of war. How he deals with, you know, like how he grew up, and what, like, we all know that things are cushy now. There's different types of problems, obviously. Mm, mm. Like the way th- the way the world works is a different time, and people. You know, they. I don't know. I I remember well, having this conversation before, where you know, we've grown up in history as being at war, and young men would go to war for years of their their lives, and that is not really the case as much anymore. Mm. You know, so maybe that's and um, there's a psychological thing because obviously, suicide is a big issue now, which might have been probably uh,
2: bigger than bigger than it was. Uh, so long ago, and everything is subjective. Remember as well, you're of on course. about war and that, and you're on about World War One and World War Two and and challenges people have. Like life is subjective, as Pete would say. Comedy is subjective. um Some people, something that sure. something that makes something f- maybe funny for some person mightn't be funny for another, and vice versa. The same hundred percent, hundred percent. Same with problems. Same with fear. The same with anything like that. Yeah. So um, I like
1: the the mental health problems that might have been talked about as much and like this idea that men don't boys don't cry mm -hmm. you know that's kind of slowly kind of changed and the analysis of, of how masculinity is is much more pronounced now than it would have been even when we were teenagers you know
0: yeah
3: 100% there's always kind of like a strange myth of masculinity do you know what yeah. I mean? There's this kind of you almost feel like, like I'm no way as handy with woodwork or mechanics or building or I could draw a picture like that's <laughs> <you know> what <laughs> I mean. But like they're they're all the stereotypical things a man is supposed to do. So I always, when I was growing up, I always wished there was some sort of like false course to be a man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You no, know, Or collect so many tokens, tokens in a cornflakes box and you're, you go off to this fucking school and it's like, show you, how to fuck, show you how to smoke. Smoke yeah. in the claw. That's a famous fuck old it. Colgans it's one. You know what I mean? It's or it's hardy books. Shoulders back. It's it's it. Shoulders back. Do you know what I mean? But, I heard you only was, had
1: 12 pints last night there.
3: Exactly. <laughs> there's, that, there's that myth and it's I think it's built around ego or it's, it's fear of being vulnerable in front of people. I think that's a lot to do with it, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah, 100%. And like like the way people are looking at And like there is something about it that like that type of um, masculinity being lost creates problems as well because, you know, they, it's created almost a divide as well. You know, like some people wanted to stay exactly the same way it was and doesn't see any of the problems that, you know, lads don't talk to each other. That is the problem because if they don't speak to each other and they don't speak to the women in their life, then they feel alone and you or see, is you it, see what or is it or is it
2: that lads talk to each other but they don't say that they talk to each other? Because we I like uh, to, we talked. We Oh uh, yeah, uh, 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 I think
3: talk, I think we do talk to each other, but I think lads talk while they're doing something. Do you know what I mean? I think that's why men's shed is so successful. Yeah, the yeah, whole idea yeah. the whole idea behind men's shed was you'd get a project. You get a project, you'd have to reconstruct something or fucking build something and you talk while you're doing something. You wouldn't sit down and fucking talk. Really. I well yeah. be maybe the older generation more. They wouldn't talk like like yeah. our, our fathers now, they wouldn't be talking about their feelings and saying yeah you know d- different stuff. I can't imagine going to any of your houses and talking about your
1: feelings
2: with your dads. Do you know what I mean? Well unless unless you're there very was drink
1: involved. Yeah. Unless even, drink and involved, even that yeah. Yeah. Even that 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 kind of bubbling emotion where, at the end of the night is the most awkward conversation.
2: <laughs> <What's Yeah. it? laughs> the, the, the like, should we all talk? We all
1: talk. With can't, <laughs> I, we can't what? turn the tap off now. <laughs> you know that time. <laughs> my, fa-
2: my father is this um, like he's just this ball of emotion. As you know, Uh I don't know if anyone that has watched this really realizes that my, my father is diagnosed bipolar, and he'll be the first one to tell you. In fact. He'll tell you in the first couple of sentences. <laughs> he, he wears it like a bi- badge of honor. It's sort of a weird thing, but um, definitely when he, he, he expresses his emotions, maybe too much. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's just the way, that's the way it is. He's, and he's one of these romantic notions. He's romantic Id- idealists, if you know what I mean, mm. um, in some ways. But uh, yeah, so sort of to him, having problems is a romantic thing. Yeah, yeah no,
3: of course, of course. And yeah. you you can romanticize your problems like the struggling artist or the, yeah. you can't be successful in music unless you're a fucking bit of an alcor. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, yeah, which is completely it's, it's, it's
2: wrong. Which is
1: completely wrong.
3: It's completely wrong, yeah. Of course it is. It's, but uh, like, it's like,
1: there's obviously, they. that's a different side of the spectrum to the house I grew up in. My father's very yeah. stoic. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. So you, you kind of... What I'm saying, what what we want, what I was thinking would be worth exploring on this podcast is that what you should it, do
3: is you should go back in time, and uh, young Christopher should stay in Cowboy's house. The Cowboy <laughs> should stay in, uh, in Christopher's house.
2: Yeah, back in time. That's the easiest well, way to do. go with this podcast. That, that 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 could be that could be a, a great. Well, it would be great if you could do that. Because... Animation. You
3: can do it in animation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in um. In my household, it was like, you know, it was winning was a great thing, but losing, more, more, like the moral loss was nearly better than winning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, explain, yeah. it,
3: explain it a bit. I don't understand it,
2: that. It was a bit like, it was a bit like if it was okay to lose or you, you don't have to win, but if you're going to lose, lose in a romantic well. way. Yeah, lose well. Lose well. well. Yeah, okay, so it okay. was always you always had that option, so there was no incentive to win. Yeah, okay. does that make sense? Uh, yeah,
3: I could not that. I don't. I don't understand fully.
1: But like, like in in other words, that losing, losing
2: was losing was almost as better. good as winning. It's yeah. good or if better. Yeah, if you failed, that was it. Was it was okay to f- fail? And I mean. It is okay to fail. I mean, we all fail. Yeah. But it was nearly romanticized to fail. Yeah. Do you know?
1: Um, but was, but the, the thing with that is that there is something... It was God. like,
2: so you could always say, I could have been, you know, I could have been if that didn't happen to me. So it was always, there was always an excuse ready.
3: Oh, we, okay, okay, I get you. Well, so I, I can, can relate that to, I can relate that to the handball in a way. Yeah. I was always go- like, it. I can relate to the handball. I was always like, I'd have an excuse if I lost. Oh, I didn't put enough work in. I didn't put this in. I didn't do that. So yeah. when when I lost, then I was like, "It was my fault." I had an out. You give yourself yeah. an out. Giving yourself—that's right. But se- if you,
2: right. but if, you if you
3: if you give if you give yourself hundred percent to something, work hard, train, do everything, and give hundred percent, and then you lose.
2: That's At least even you harder. Know you get, but, yeah, but, but that's, but,
3: that's that's even harder to accept because you have no out. And it's, that's it, it's know, always, it's yeah. the only
2: way you're going to win is if you if you give it 100. 100.
3: 100. percent Like it, it you, doesn't mean it doesn't mean as much if you you course through it and you win easy, that doesn't if, mean
1: as much. With, with with that right, and we we've both had this experience where you've worked really hard at trying to win something in handball, and yeah. you might just not be good enough at that that's time. True. That's true know? as well. Yeah, and. and you, that's almost acceptable personally because you have to develop and yeah. the idea, and what I struggled with was getting my head around that that I still have to give that hundred percent beyond the the setback that i've that I've made and what, yeah. as I've gotten older like i i couldn't i didn't couldn't fathom that when I was younger. You know, that I could, that I still have to develop skills. I still have to go. And that time is going to be the most important thing if I committed 100%, which the top players do. They the keep... top players do, yeah. It's their life. The top
3: players, it's their life.
2: And, yeah. uh, and it's their discipline. It's discipline. Uh, yeah. discipline so, yeah. But uh, another thing that Irish people do, Irish men do it especially, is uh, we blame we blame vices for our own failings, like the drink like oh you know i could have been i could have played for mayo i could have played for dublin if i hadn't fell into if i hadn't been drinking or i could have been a millionaire if if i didn't like the sauce too much so you're sort of like painting yourself into this oh i'm one of the lads and i could have been anything i wanted to but instead i went drinking that's
3: that's that's all over the world that's not just ireland that's all over the world go to any bar in america and you'll you'll Fucking hit them boys with a stick, like,
2: yeah,
3: they're all over I, the place. But I Irish, we have a certain way of doing it, yeah. yeah. But, um, that's an out again. That's an out, it's an out, yeah. And that's 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 almost, um, I listened to a good podcast before the jiu jitsu guy was talking, and he said, um, no, I'm not using his term, it's almost cowardice in a way yeah. To, yeah. it's almost cowardice in a way to, uh, not give 100%. and uh how do I articulate this now what I'm trying to say it's almost like oh I'll go in there's no real consequences if I win or lose because I have not put the work in do you know what I mean yeah, so, yeah. You, so it's it's kind of like playing a game and you don't care so you're not pissed off if you lose but if you care and you're emotionally invested into it then that's that's the big failing when you lose you know
2: yeah but, like, but, all, but also you, you have like there's very few exceptions in life that aren't going to lose. I mean, you're talking about if you're if you're on about jujitsu or UFC or whatever like that, like you're you're talking about one offs like Khabib you know, Yeah. Know yeah, talking. like the, like everyone's gonna lose yeah. at some stage. Yeah. Yeah, of course, oh,
1: But
3: that's the only way to learn. It's the only there's way only to, way learn. to learn. learn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But like they going back going back to what you were saying there about the it's almost cowardice to not give yourself the because what you're doing is it, it's almost like it's cowardice to yourself it's not no one else is important here it's yes. are you giving yourself the the 100% effort to go and achieve a goal that you've got in your head and have you given yourself the right tools to do that and when I was like we, we were talking about this a couple of podcasts ago where it's like you've got you've got to make decisions on and sometimes it's you you'll make emotional decisions on giving yourself the easy option so are you giving yourself an easy way out or are you doing the right thing and if you constantly assess it and go am i giving because we're all guilty of it so we're all guilty of sleeping that extra half an hour and not going out for a walk or a run oh, 100%, 100%. Or we're, we're all we're all guilty of not eating the right food because it's easier to get a bag of chips or whatever or go for yeah, a couple yeah. of pints because you weren't feeling great and you're going to regret it the next day all done that but are you doing the right thing or are you doing the easy option the
2: easy and, op- but uh, and- another thing another thing about oh i've had a real stressful day uh i i could you know i could kill a few pints that's that's nonsense as well i mean or or I'm just going to have one to take the edge off. Yeah, yeah. What edge? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, by the time you decide you're going to have a drink, like...
0: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now, get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800 333 kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
2: You're, you're doing, it doing it for it. your
3: own, like 90% nice of
2: the time. You're doing it. There
3: was a comedian, there was a comedian, and he was t- saying the same thing about biscuits. The difference between Protestants and Catholics is there's a plate of biscuits on the table, and the president is like, I'll have a biscuit. Oh, I made him another one. And but the Catholic is looking at the biscuits and he's like, "Oh fuck, there's biscuits on the table. Fuck, there's biscuits. I fucking take one. Oh, fuck, I'll take another one. Oh, fuck, <laughs> I'll take another one." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's,
3: that's, that's, like why? Why should we have this guilt if you want a few pints? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like you have to.
2: It's like you have to make an excuse, just yeah. like you're making an excuse, yes. an excuse to fail. There's an excuse to go on the drink. We've we've all
1: we've all done that. Is where we were yeah. like, "Fuck, it had a bad day." Bollocks to him I'm gonna go out and really get a rip on, yeah. and you're ten times worse the yeah, next. Day. Yeah, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you need a release, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I, need a release. I think,
3: in a rare occasion, I think it's uh, cathartic. I think it's it's a release. Like sometimes, especially maybe if men can't express their emotions and they get fucking scuttered yeah, and then they fucking speak to maybe their best friend or something and they fucking blabble out all the shit. They feel better then, but they couldn't, they, had, they needed the vehicle because they weren't in to touch with their emotions. They needed the vehicle of the drink to let it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's good once in
2: every well, while. But- Matt, that's great. That's great. That'll work if you have that intention to talk. You're using that to, to express yourself. But if you're going to go drinking and then still hold it all in, then you're, you're asking for a recipe. For, for disaster, there because yeah. drink, if you, unless you express it after, like, if that was what your intention was, uh, going out drinking when you have a problem and then holding it in just leads to, to that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's
3: yeah. I think, it's I think
2: I think what you're doing is like,
1: if ever, if anyone wants an easy life, it's about like. Do, going for drinks when you're not in good form mm. is not going to make your life easier in the no. long run. Every now and again, it's going to have a really good effect. You know, you, you might have a great night out and be, be- in better form the next day. You might get rid of all the anxiety by blabbling all that shite out. Yeah. But if that becomes your go-to, you've already you give up the ghost. Like Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I, I think that comes with age too. That comes with age. I think that comes yeah. with maturity. You know, it's um, but there's different stages in life too, as well. I remember when I was a kid, I'd be stressed out, and then when you get older, you get more mature, and then I suppose you get older again, then and you get stressed out again. Like, you know, yeah. when men, yeah. men or even women go to men go through a menopause as well. They say they lose the testosterone, and uh, they start to lose a bit of their vitality. And there's a different stage, you know what I
2: mean? And I'm sure that's depressing as well. You know, sure. That's why you take steroids. <laughs> we
1: go T R T.
2: Just, another example and as a, on a lighter note. Um, I remember. No, we're once...
1: not doing a lighter note. No, we're we going, <laughs> going hard, hard, hard going um, hard in the paint, going hard rem- in the paint.
2: I remember once, um, getting a can or a bottle or bo- a pint bottle of Bulmers and drinking it off the head, thinking when I was a young fella. Um, yeah. when, when I say young, last, last weekend or, was it? Well, <laughs> yeah. when you were thirty six was it? <laughs> 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 But I, I was doing it in front of like a, a couple of wiser fellas. Um, one of them was is a legend of a man who went through his own troubles with the drink and he, he lived to tell the tale. Um, and he was just an absolute gentleman and a very wise fella and a good friend of mine. And he said, why did you do that now? I said, I, I was awful thirsty. Oh, yes. I, had a mad, I had a mad thirst to me. right?" You said. I yeah. said. Yeah, showing off like. He said, what? He said, the fuck are you talking about? He said, Yeah, get a glass of water then. <laughs> 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 he said he said two mouthfuls, he said, and your thirst is gone. He said, Don't he said, Don't try and don't try and kid kidder. He said, You're not trying to you're not impressing anyone by doing that. And yes. then, like he was right.
3: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You were try impre- trying to impress the boys,
2: were you? I was, like, you know, like, as a young fella, impressing the boys. I'll drink this off the head, and it was a sunny, it was a hot day, or I right, yeah, yeah, it was a nice cold bottle of pint Bulmers pint Bulmers or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he said, like, he said that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Stupid.
1: But again, that that bit of maturity, like, even now we, we'd be like, look at, it I'd be like, I, if you're seven or eight pints yourself, in you'd be like. Fucking, that was great crack, was not it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course,
2: if, of if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you, if you're gonna do something like that, you're not doing it. You're doing it to get yeah. drunk or to show off. You're not doing it to quench your thirst. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, but that's 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 the Unless thing. Unless about... we
3: get really philosophical, maybe you're quenching the thirst in your soul.
2: Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I should have came back with that. <laughs> bring them up. Bring them up. Uh, twenty yeah. six yeah. years later. Yeah, it's only like. Uh, t- 20, 20 years <laughs> later, right, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> when you said this.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like, but, uh, I, I, suppose, I suppose what what we're doing is with this podcast, instead of just tackling someone's personal problems, we're just going to look at more bigger narrative around some yeah. of these problems and see, so, see how they go. Roll,
2: roll, as uh, just to coin the phrase, roll it there, Roshi. <laughs> <Can laughs> was,
4: was it
0: Roshi? Was they're, they're Russian. they're Russian. Oh. How come you went into the British Army anyway?
4: When you well, there? I had an elder brother. He, uh, there was five of us, actually. Five brothers. We all served in the 1914-18 war. And the eldest fella, he was a long-headed guy, you know. Uh, when we'd be reading the Hans, Anderson's fairy tales, he'd be reading the hands with history of the world. And he was always talking about, what a wonderful world was out there. and see the world and all this kind of thing, see. Well, the only way we could see the world was with somebody said, uh, Spence. Joined the army. He even finished up, he was Battery Sergeant Major B Battery, the Royal Canadian Horse Artillery. Uh, Joe, he was uh, second eldest brother, he was a uh, machine gunner of the Irish Guards. And uh, Pat, he was uh, in the Royal Engineers, he was blown up at Vimy Ridge. Uh, Frank, he was in the Royal Dublin Fusiliers, he was killed at Morgan Court on the Somme, he was killed in the morning time, and I got gas at the same place uh, on the same day, in the same evening. Day. Yeah, so uh, the only way to see the world and see all these wonderful things that the elder brothers used to be talking about was join the army. You told a lie, Jack. I did. You said you were 18 you and you were yeah, and you're I know only 16. I know that. Well, that's the only way I could get into the army. It wasn't me that, that really sought that up. It was a sergeant named MacDonald, a very smart looking man who was a recruiting sergeant in Brunswick Street in Dublin. And he said, well, he said, Jack, you age up all that kind of thing. He said, "And you, you'll be able to pass all right. So I did. So I had an army age, and I had another agency, so that's it. You never had any idea what you were getting into, Jack, did you? Well, I thought I was going to see the world, but I damn near seen the second world, <laughs> the, the other world. How <laughs> yes. deep were trenches? Uh, 10, 12 feet. Deep? Yeah. And you, you had a headquarter.
0: Head yes. And then there was were steps for getting up and going over the top. Yes. And tell me about going over the top. I'm told that, that the men shouted when they were going over the top. The
4: you bridge. shouted because, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, Kay. I never went over the top that I wasn't scared. I was scared stiff. And everyone shouted because more or less we were all scared. And uh, you shouted because it kind of helped you. Yeah. See? And you shouted all the way until you got into action. And and they were shooting
0: at you all the time. Oh, yeah. So the
4: shells were bursting. The bullets were flying. You know, the whine of the bullets and the
0: bursting and the shells and all that kind of thing. And how, how bad was it? Tell me about the, the wet and the and and the. Okay. I, I am an
4: old contented, as you know. I'm the only one in Ireland. The, the 1940. Uh, let me say this much, K. Uh, Gay. I think myself. It's my opinion that the British Army that went overseas in August 1914 was up till then the finest army the world has ever seen. Surely we proved it in 1914 and on the winter of 1914-15, eh? And, and we weren't living actually in the sense of the word. It was, it was, it was just punishment. It was pu- Can you imagine yourself standing out there in all kinds of weather hail, rain, frost, and snow? Any bit of food you got, you'd have you, you, you go minded. That's another thing. If you had a bit of food you were saving for a rainy day, the only safe place for it was in your stomach, because the rats would find another way. What were the lice eating the flesh off the live ones and the rats scourging themselves on the bodies of the dead? was a lovely, real happy time, wasn't it? And how far away would were the were the bodies of the...
1: What do you think of that, lads? Jesus like, Christ. Now, for context, right? So this man was born in, I think it was 1888. So before you... No, had... no, it must be 98. If you were 16 and 14, it would have been 98. 80, 88. No, oh, 1898. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Um, so 1898, right? Like you weren't even a twinkle in your eye, in your father's eye. Def- <laughs> far yeah, from it. Much. Like this is before airplanes. This is before electricity. Like electricity isn't in isn't even even thought about in the west of Ireland. Running water, all these luxuries that we have before all of that. And he, what he was dreaming of was to go and see the world. And the only way to do that was to
2: join the army. Yeah, fucking hell. Which is a, which is a, cr- cr- a crazy notion. Um, I mean, did, did they not realise, or was this just a war that they'd never seen before? But then again, all wars are the same in, in, in respect of fear and brutality. There was never a war like the
1: First World War. This first time that things have been automated. Yeah, and obviously they dug thousands of miles worth of trenches Mm -hmm. to to to. It was a unique type of war. What often was the type of war before that was like open field battles. Yes, and I do I do know that. Yeah, you know. So or ambushes and stuff like that. So the Boer War would have been probably the most Important war before the world First World War.
2: Yeah, well, you had the European wars with um, Napoleon,
1: and uh, that was that was another to, seventy to, to, years to before Clinton, that. Yeah. So, but like, if you start taking the Boer War, it was obviously in Africa, and he would have been very small when they went on. He probably heard these Boer wars eulogised to a certain extent, and a chance to go to Africa, but like they were fighting. Guns versus spears a lot of the time, you know. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's shocking. It's shocking. It's crazy how his accent is. Uh, his accent came out; it got stronger as he was describing it. Yeah, and he was kind of, kind of like his accent was kind of like neutral first. I was like, "Where's this guy from?" He could be English, and then it sounded more Dublin. I think as it went along. Yeah, I
1: like,
2: I suppose, but even the idea that his- but he but he sort of like. Um, was a bit, you can tell he was a bit excited about seeing the world yes or about joining the army at first 100 percent yeah no, she was only sixteen yeah,
1: but yeah. also his, all of his family all of his brothers were joining the army as well yeah i I remember talk, talking to a family member of my own like so my my grandfather's uncle died in the first world war, and come yeah I think he had been living in England at the time that he joined the British Army. But for much most of them, it was like, it was a place where you could get three square meals a day, mm-hmm. or, you, or or something. Yeah. Jesus, that's the thing you see. That's the thing we don't. That's the thing we don't think
3: about. Like it was, uh, they were guaranteed to put food. Like
1: guaranteed yeah. food. So it's such a simple thing for us. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I know we take. I know we take. Most of us take food for granted. Obviously, there's always the exceptions, and there's always. Yeah. People going through tough times, no matter what age we're living in or what, where we are. Um, that's, but the majority of people in, especially Ireland, we don't oh, have to worry the about... the developed world. Yeah, or the developed uh, world. We don't have to worry about three square meals a day. Not even the slightest. Uh, not even the slightest. Um, and it's, it's, it's a matter of choice, really and truly. Yeah. Like what we want to eat, not if we want to eat. Yeah. Um, so to to go back back then, um, and to, that was like the basics were most important. The basics yeah. were a luxury. But
1: like again, the idea of that kind of like back then, like there's still always going to be a. Right? Well, I know Pete. You've you've obviously travelled the world, and you've been to America the same as me, and we've all done a bit of travelling. There's almost an inherent want to go and explore new places. I everyone has a certain amount of that at some stage of their life, you know?
3: Yeah, I think that's natural too as well, especially when you're younger, you know? Even when you're older as well. But um, it's it's tough what he's talking there. And Gay's, gay's approach is quite different than every other guest. I you mean, know, he's kind of like, uh, maybe it's because it was later in his years or earlier in his years, 1988, I suppose. But I, Gay is kind of a bit more respectful, I think, than normal, you know?
1: I think he does a good
3: job with his interview. You, you couldn't well. put respect to someone like this. Yeah. 100%, 100%, yeah, of course. Or uh, we'll watch a bit more soon. Yeah, go on.
4: They've been all around you. You see, as you get as they, the, 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 the lads got killed, you couldn't bury them right away because if you tried to try and bury them right away, that was an easy target for the, the jetties and you'd finish up one of them. So you had to wait until the proper time when you had the, the real, real chance of uh, saving your life to, to
0: bury them. And meanwhile, they lay there, there for weeks sometime.
4: Don't know, it could be a friend of yours, it could be a relative of yours, but the, 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 the rat's gorge, you know? I mean, you standing there looking at them through loopholes, standing on the first step.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
4: Sorry. There's a lot of people don't know, but we went hungry in the early days. The early days, trench warfare. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, from Mons on, on to the summer, on, on to the Yen, it was all open warfare. Mm. See?
0: But you went hungry in the trenches.
4: We went hungry. Uh, now, it wasn't to any fault of our, our supply columns. I'll tell you how it happened. If, in the evening time, the shelling wasn't too heavy, we could hear the transport behind the German lines. You know, moving around and coming up with the supplies for the trenches and the, and the, the rations for the, the lads, see? And of course, they could hear ours. Well, it seemed to be that it was a signal for the artillery on both sides to open up and blow them off the roads. Too damned often they were successful, with the result that nine or 10 o'clock at night, the word had come along sorry, lads, no rations tonight, transport couldn't get through. Well, I, I think that, that that actually died away by mutual consent. Because if the lads in the trenches couldn't get food and they couldn't get the the, the, the munitions and supplies they wanted, what was going to happen? And it gradually died out.
0: And after that, supplies were pretty regular. So you didn't shell their supply trains and they didn't shell yours?
4: No, it died out. Because what were you going to do with the men in the trenches if they couldn't get food or couldn't get the the, the
0: equipment? Yes. And and did the rats attack you in the trenches where you were?
4: That was one thing, Gay, you come to mention that, that we had to be very careful of, not to leave any wounded out. Get the wounded in, get them in somewhere where they could be, because the rats have been known to attack helpless wounded. They could be alive, but the rats are attacking. As a matter of fact, there was one night, that we, were in, we were out of the line at the time, and we were in an old loft. And a young lad I knew very well, he was lying alongside me this night's sleep, and he woke up and he was shouting, he'd been bit. Well, we lit A bit of candle, and right enough, a rat had taken a piece out of his cheek. So we put a first field dressing on, and the normal time he seen the doctor. Now, it just shows you how, how poisonous they were. In two days' time, that young lad was dead, and his head um, 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 and neck and that had swelled up and gone black. So it just shows you the poison in the rat boys. I often wondered how many Tommies really got killed by rat boys. Because they were there. There were millions. There were millions. Were every- now, that's something I'd like to tell you. Uh,
2: Jesus yeah. Christ. If you put it into perspective for me, uh, there's very few things I fear in life, uh, but rats and mice are one of them. I don't know if I've mentioned it in the podcast before. It's like a phobia I have. I would, if I seen a rat, I would jump about 20 feet. Rats, uh,
1: rats are. I remember, like, I, I remember getting a massive shock when I first went to New York. Mm. I'd seen so the the size of the rats, and they were fucking enormous, and it was actually scary that the size of them, you'd be mm-hmm. like, that bastard could actually fucking run you over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: It's crazy. I have of them and you're probably wet full of piss and shit. I okay. have learn,
1: like, yeah. And like again they're breathing like fuck because they're they're obviously eating dead bodies, they're eating food, they're fucking everywhere and they're breathing like fuck. Like the conditions are perfect for writing for sensations and stuff like that, you know?
2: but um, well, he's just it's Jack, isn't it? Jack yeah, Jack, 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 Jack here is it's personal what emotion is. Sometimes he, you can feel anger often. Yeah. And other times then it's it's he's sort of proud as well at the same time. Yeah. You know, um it's all the emotions are going through here.
3: I think I think he's kind of reliving it as he's telling it.
2: Yeah. So look at his
3: look at his face there. Every time he looks at, he's kind of thinking back about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's thinking it's uh. Often you do relive the story when you're telling it, but that must be tough. He's amazing that he's on TV tall and he's able to. It's amazing he was able to function
1: after surviving all that. Like, that's yeah. the crazy thing.
3: The, to you think
1: know? that at that age, you know, obviously everything's so vivid to him now as well, and like at, he's a hundred years old. There, like this is. A time way before our parents' time, or and somewhat like he was fighting in a war before my grandfather was alive. Yeah. So this is—it's a unique perspective to have a man like that on camera describing why he was, was the most horrific war, they, like you know up there with the most horrific way of of, of dying.
2: Yes. Well, he, he mentions fear there as well, and fear, like they, were, they all had to be, but they still went about their business. Yeah, I mean it, they didn't let the fear cripple them. No, um,
1: but like, what were you going to do in the trench if you if you weren't if you didn't get beyond those fears?
2: Oh well, you had to get beyond the fears. Or, yeah,
1: or,
3: but then there was then there was the actual medical shell shock. Like they can get medically get post traumatic stress where. Your body shuts down. Apparently, I don't know the science behind it, but apparently, some of them men were just shot, like by their yeah. own army, because they thought they were they thought they weren't going out, but they're actually. I think it's like they probably had a mental breakdown, and then they were just shot. So that was fucking cruel as well. you know what I mean?
1: The whole thing is
3: cruel. The whole thing is Wars is cruel, and they're still going on. Wars are still going on, and it makes you wonder why. Do you know
1: what I mean? But I in mean, this kind of like there's, there's a unique perspective from his point of view. Obviously, we've all seen war movies and, you know, you're completely detached from it. But this is man lived in it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, 100%.
4: 100%. Well, uh,
1: 100%. continue a little bit further.
4: Okay. I got gassed and my brother got killed the same day in, in, uh, on the Somme, up in Marlincone on the Somme. Well, I think I went grey-haired overnight, worrying would I be permanently blind. I'll tell you how I got gas in the first instance. We were on a working party this day, see? Bringing stuff up to the line of that. And uh, Jerry twigged us and he put over a a shell barge. Now, there was no gas around. I had my gas mask on over my right shoulder and the gas mask was down here on my left hip. And uh, during the barge, I got a smack in the hip. It was a real hard one because it knocked me into a a trench hole about six feet away. But right away, I had my pants down to see what I was wounded. But I wasn't wounded, no blood or anything like that, see. Never gave it a thought. Carried on that day. and that night, there was a bunch of us in an old, disused German gun emplacement. Because we, we, we'd driven the Germans back a see. And uh, an officer came along. He said, hey, lads. He said, there's 10 or 12 men out there. He said, wounded. Go out and bring them in. So, of course, right away, we went out to get the wounded in. Now, when we went out, Jerry put over gas showers. Of course, as soon as you sniff the gas, everyone shouted, put on your gas mask, hands. Well, I put on my gas mask and that kind of thing, the same as everybody would. And uh, I hadn't I had it on uh, about two minutes. And I began to get sick into my gas mask, you know? Then my ears began to pain me, and I began to find it difficult to breathe. So I'd rather pull the plastic blast thing off or, or suffocate. So I pulled it off, of course, carried it around for a while and went down. Luckily, a lad came along uh, just as I went down and he said, well, Where are you hit, mate? So I said, I'm not hit, I'm certain gassed. And as he bent down to uh, help me, he said, No wonder you're gassed, mate. He said, There's a big piece of German shell in the metal container of your gas mask. That's what hit me early on in the day. That's what it me. So, of course, God, I never felt so bad. Oh, my eyes, my throat, everything that. Well, anyway, another lad came along between them that took me down to the casualty clearing station. It was only just a little way down the mm. reserve trenches. Hmm. Now, I remember the, the medical uh, the the medical officer coming on there and taking my particulars from, from my identity disc. But I I must have been on my concert for a long time because I don't remember anything else until sort of in the Second Canadian General Hospital down at Lee Threeport. That was right down on the coast, and. Uh, I, I said, where am I? And somebody said, you are in the second the Canadian General Hospital at Lee Freeport see? Well, I must have been unconscious all that time. And but it took days for me to come to the front line right down there. Well, anyway, there was um, a, a medical officer g- g- came to see me. So he said, "How long have you been out here? So I said, since uh, August 2014, sir. So he said, uh, where do you come from? So I said, Marlacord on the Somme. No, he said, I don't mean where you come where, from. Where's your home? I said, my parents live in Dublin. Well, I remember nothing after that. But I was getting shaken around a bit, and I asked where I was, and a man's voice said, you're at the North Wall in Dublin. Well, now, I'd come all the way from from from, from uh, uh, the second Canadian general and being put on a Red Cross convoy and all that to Dublin. So I must be been unconscious all that time. Until you got back to Dublin. But anyway, I finished up in a hospital in Dublin Castle. It was a private hospital.
0: And... Uh, Looking back on it now, Jack, it, 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 it was all senseless, wasn't it? Or do you think it was senseless? What's your attitude to it now? Well, my attitude to it now, I, I, I,
4: I now how is this for loyalty? In 1915, when things began to get good, you know, we're getting reinforcements out and things like that, you see. <laughs> got a seven days leave. That was seven days leave from the time he left the trenches until he returned to the trenches. Now, how is this for loyalty? Of all the lads in the unit, they got that seven days leave. I was one of them. Every one of them was back within the seven days. There wasn't one deserted, although that every opportunity is there. That's loyalty.
0: To your to your pals. That's to your my
4: loyalty to your oath. To your oath. And to your
0: powers, You never of deserting or anything like that or making you run for a Never
4: break. entered my head and I don't suppose it entered anybody else's head.
0: And do you ever think now of the Germans that you shot, Jack? Is what? Do you ever think of the Germans you shot now? No, certainly not. What do you think? Of it? it was dead. Kill or be killed.
4: You kill them or they killed you one or the other. What the hell? It was just a game. War is war, gay. You kill or be killed. No, no, you've no remorse for anything like that.
0: You were just in it up to your ears, and that was it.
4: You were just doing what you you ought to do, mm. without favour, affection, malice, or ill will, huh? Nothing personal. Oh boy, no, nothing, no, nothing. nothing. Whoa, That's... Jesus!
1: It's um... Jesus Christ. Fucking hell! Fucking
3: hell! You'd want that lad full back for fucking meal. Yeah, what's that? You'd want that lad full back
2: for Mayo. Oh, fucking big time. That's why the dogs are winning all their learners. They do have that ruthlessness.
1: <laughs> now. Obviously, he was <laughs> saying that he was gassed. Like, that's another thing that the First World War, they were using chemistry. mustard gas. Mustard gas. That's yeah. the way the war was approached. And they, they started, like, technology was first being implemented there. You know, first it's the first cha- major changes to war since the gun was invented.
3: Mm. Yeah. Jeez, uh, did you see that film? Um, I know it's World War Two, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh yeah.
1: Have seen
3: that film? Could you move move your mic a bit closer there, Chris? Eh? I can't hear you.
1: Hello, yeah. hello. Test one two. Yeah,
3: um, that Hacksaw Ridge. Have you seen that, Steve? Oh
2: no, no, as as. <laughs> As you probably expected me to say, no, I didn't watch that. Yeah, so, um,
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's shocking. That's a shocking. No,
2: what'd you say? I said yeah. if I didn't watch it, I didn't watch it. <laughs>
3: no, but like, uh, I don't know. It's like why? I don't know. Are people just destined
1: to fight with each other like? Is it just inevitable? I think it's ingrained and I think it's part of human culture. But if you look at, if you break it down, obviously he was taken away from the front because he was gassed and he, he was hit by a piece of, of shell. You know, that, like that's part of war as well. But he survived that and being unconscious all the way back to Dublin, he was still willing to go back out there.
3: Yeah, and did he, he didn't go back out though, did he? Or did he?
1: No what he was saying was that before that he had seven days leave.
3: Seven days leave, yeah, yeah. I seen that chance
2: yeah, very... that clip was edited. There was a few edited, bits yeah. left
1: left yeah. out of that. Uh, yeah. I'd say the, the break the like there was obviously you might have yeah commercials or whatever yeah, yeah that's true. The adverts were taken out and all that type of stuff. So. Um
2: it's fucking it's, it's would, too- would, would 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 you get millions of people to do that? now. If there was a world war, it's, it's a different trade. world. It's a different world. Let's bring it into perspective. What well,
3: is- I think I think since that war and since last war, there's been hopefully there's been um, enough, I suppose, organisations to try and prevent a mass war. Do you know what I mean? Like right. You've got the United Nations, which, well, people criticise, but you've the United Nations, you know, you've peacekeeping,
1: you've stuff that maybe... War or Afghanistan. You- there's hundreds of thousands of Americans that, what, Americans that went there. There were still millions of Iraqis
2: killed. No, I don't yeah, know. there's over a million Iraqis killed, wasn't? So yeah. you're talking about, but I mean, a million of them. There wasn't a million soldiers killed. They were just Iraqis, even still. That that like that was worse. That's worse. that's worse. I know it's worse, but they didn't volunteer. What I'm saying is, would you get 10 million, 5 million on each side? To, to voluntarily join the army just to go to war but then, I don't think don't, it's
1: not a volunteering thing well, our, a
2: conscription. Our, our conscription, but even then I, I think there would be mass protest. I don't think it has happened
3: but um it, it depends happens. it depends I suppose it depends uh, I don't know you get food and you get food in the army. Well, that's that's to say what's in America. to say it's an awful lot of unprivileged people join the American Army, and it's a way to college as well. I think if you go yeah. if you go join the army, you can get to college, you know you can get a better job, you know? I you know, to college. If you don't want
0: to go to college. Okay, round two, Name something that's not boring. A Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer Solitaire, huh? Ah oh, Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: You can get out of college
1: as well if you don't want to go to college. Like, people dodged the draft. Ali dodged the draft for the Vietnam War. Yeah. And, you know, they came, the American government comes after them when they yeah. stripped him of his belts, didn't they? Conscripted him into the army.
3: Yeah, but he was willing He was willing to go to jail. So, like, he didn't die. Do- he didn't go to Canada. Like, he didn't dodge it, per se. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Unlike- yeah. Jim Morrison dodged
2: it as well. Do- oh, do- did, she, did Jim Morrison dodge it? He used to take part in the drug trials. Do. Do- Donald Trump dodged it through having a uh,
1: bonus person, or he had... Uh, Bone spurs. Or that was his medical reason that he couldn't go to
3: Okay,
1: okay. What? He had, he had like, he had apparently problems with his legs. But um, he did. I have a problem with my leg myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's fucking shocking really, isn't it? Yeah, like the idea, this idea that if you, you killed someone that you wouldn't be able to live with it is... I I
2: think that's a fantasy thing as well. Oh, it is Incredibly. when it comes to war. Comes I do, I, do war. Would, I would agree with that. I wouldn't. I would like to think I wouldn't hurt a fly, a fly. But I do would like to think that if I was in a position where it was killed or could be killed, I wouldn't hesitate to defend Attack myself island, yeah. or my family or my friends. Yeah,
3: um, yeah. Well, that's that's why the the Hacksaw Ridge movie is crazy. A man was a. What's the term for it? Uh, conscientious, conscientious objector to the war, but he went as a medic and he didn't have a gun. And he was they, they told he was a coward because he didn't have a gun. And then I, I won't ruin it for you, Steve, because if I say it, it just.
2: We might even have a little podcast to pause it. I'll watch it and we'll have to talk about it. Well, we we could all, but... all watch, watch it through I me, mean, do the whole podcast on it. <laughs> I don't think so, but it's
3: brutal. It's a brutal okay. film. But. Um, I don't know, I don't know, it's, it's it makes you appreciate the time you live in now, like.
1: And it, and it also shows that, you know, like, we, we all have to deal with fear, and his, the way he was dealing with fear is a totally, it's in the context of his life then, you know, a hundred years ago, whereas you look at, people are obviously fearful for their jobs, their might be fearful for their safety at times and they might be fearful of you know their family or loved ones that might you know be in danger or hurt themselves or financial issues. There's lots of things to be fearful about. But like and that's they're all important because they, that is your own personal well-being that you're looking after. But you compare it to what was going on a hundred years ago where you'd you'd go to World War One because you wanted to see the world and you might it. yeah. It's a, it just shows you the type of luxury that we have compared to previous generations. That aren't that long ago because that was only what thirty years ago when when that interview was done, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. We don't know we're living at all, like we're kinda of spoiled here in the Western society.
2: We are, but I mean we have as I was saying at the beginning of this, uh, um, problems are subjective as well. Times are, problems in times are subjective. And yes, we're not going through a World War three, or we're not down in the trenches, but um, having, having a society like we do has brings its own problems as well. Of course. Um,
3: well, of course, of course. And if they say that um, there's more depression now than ever was. I think people, they say that they didn't have, I don't know, I've, I'm very layman's term in understanding of this, but what is their, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? It's like food, shelter. Uh, that's what they were worrying back then. They didn't have maybe time for depression, or maybe they did have
1: depression and it wasn't diagnosed, do you know what I mean, back yeah. then. Or, or the fact that the majority of men for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years may have ended up in war and made them appreciate what the very simple things in life, yeah. when they came back, if they came back, because they lost so many. Like, if they came back, and, and because that war, war was like, it's a different animal now. Maybe pe- the fact that we've evolved to, to, as you said, it might be human nature to fight with each other, and if we've evolved to that state, and now none of us are at war, the most the only war we've seen is a couple of slaps on, outside of Chipper on in Swinford 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, it's... it's not, yeah. It isn't, like, comparing to what we've evolved to be.
3: But, I don't know, could, like, there's still wars going on, like, there's still wars going on, like, they're not, they're not stopped, like, like you said, uh, there was a million Iraqis killed, like, was there a million Iraqis killed?
1: There's a million Iraqis killed, yeah.
3: That's shocking,
2: like that's shocking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's still definitely, and and like in the Western world here, like in, especially in Ireland or and, and probably England or maybe most of Europe, we have a pretty good society. I know we complain about it a lot, of course, and I know our biggest complaint at the minute is that we're in lockdown and things are closed. But put it into perspective a little bit. Um, yeah. Then again, it's what you get used to. It's a society that you get used to, that you've built up, that your fathers and grandfathers have have worked hard for and fought for. Go back a little bit further, and we, we you no, know, you know, there was no women involved
3: there, Steve. At all, You were conceived by men. <laughs> <Women> and... oh, <laughs> he, was,
2: he,
3: was, he was conceived solely by men. His, his grandfather way. and his, his doctor together, our forefathers, to
2: you, our forefathers is just a, a word of expression. <laughs> you, know, huh? you know what I think of the female as uh, of species. <laughs> I, I, species. I hold them, I hold them of the the highest of, 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 of regards. I know that, Steve. I know that, Steve. I just didn't want you to get caught
3: out there, you know. <laughs> I had your back. I had your back more than
1: anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, wrap, to wrap this podcast up, um, obviously we were talking about an overarching theme of fear. Is there anything you'd like that you think you've taken away from watching uh, a World War One veteran?
2: and how he I,
3: I'd love to know. I'd love to know what's his full name and what do he do when he came back?
2: Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. Oh,
3: Jack Campbell. Yeah, because a lot of... I heard a lot of... Because I think... Um, yeah, Burns' father was in War One as well, wasn't he? Yeah. I think so, and I think a lot of them uh, got mistreated when they came back to Ireland because they were fighting for the British. Do you know what I
2: mean? That is true. Guys. That is very true. Yeah.
3: And you could draw, you could draw analogies there with uh, the poor Vietnam vets that came back from Vietnam. They were kind of mistreated in America then as well, and, which and is some
2: of them are still. You're fucked if you do, and you're fucked if you don't. Basically, it, and then
3: it's still happening when the people come back from war, they're still mistreated. So but it's
2: post-traumatic stress, isn't it? probably the same. That's the same with, in a smaller degree, like people that are anti-vax and people that are vaccines, people like it's your own choice. Yeah. It's your own choice. It's your thinking. As long as you're not ramming it down, other people that don't want to listen to us. Um, I think that's the thing with conspiracy aired. though,
1: that it's like, because you but see that, that, that,
3: that that, doesn't come down to choice in a sense because, let's say you're anti-vaxxer, right? You're completely anti-vaxxer, and you're trying to get stop people getting vaccinations. Well, that's going to keep the disease being spreaded. So yeah. that's their
1: choice is inflicted on somebody else's choice, then. That's, that's what I'm saying, if, if, if you're trying to but like convince but, other people. But again, this idea that like anti-vaxxers, like most conspiracies, are conspiracy theorists. That really get dive into conspiracies. They kind of get. They feel like they've got a nugget of truth that everyone else should believe too. Mm-hmm. And if they, it's almost a frustration for them if they if everyone else doesn't believe that too. Mm-hmm. And like the idea that fac- this vaccine isn't go- is harmful. We
2: none of us know. Like you know, but you've taken the vaccine. yeah you're fine. I've taken the vaccine. Um... I have my card there someplace, actually. And it's,
1: and it's important because at the end of the day, your job relies on you having but my But jo- my
2: job does. And also, I do want things to get back to normal. And I, and yeah. in my opinion, things won't get back to normal until there is a certain amount of people that have taken the vaccine. And it's as simple as that. We can huff and puff about it all we want. We can talk about it till we're blue in the faces. But if we keep doing that 30 years' time be the and we're still in fucking lockdown. It's as simple as that. We're not going to change anything by not taking the vaccine the only the only way we'll change this is if we do take the vaccine and it's a sorry it's a sorry way it's not a sorry way i mean no, i don't believe that the, it's a fact
3: but they said that similar thing with tv i think similar thing happened with tv wasn't it people didn't want to take the vaccine
2: well, yeah well you see this is just a, like this is just a, a repetitive thing that um yeah. Like someone thinks about it and it festers in someone's brain. Next thing, it spreads to everyone else's brain, and that's the virus. Yeah. Well, again, I... Yeah. Well, I, I, I think there's 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 nothing wrong with having a bit of critical thinking and um, oh, questioning. When it, when it came to the TV vaccine, how long ago was that? A hundred years ago. Maybe. That was around after the World War One, was it? World War. It was it after World War Two? No. World War Two, was it? Yeah, I can't remember. I I I, I don't know. What was the reason for the vaccine then? I mean, it wasn't uh, to get information through the internet. I mean, so why? why... Yeah, Bill Gates. Bill Gates wanted a one one back again yeah. as well. he was—he's was a
1: Roman back then. The vaccine's bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's down now. He's down now, yeah, yeah.
2: Even though he's
1: 150
2: he's, he's years old, he's grown. He's grown. <laughs> yeah. he's grown. Um,
1: no,
3: but like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with uh, critical thinking. I know. I'm not an anti in or way, but. Um, uh, I remember seeing something about, was it JFK's nephew is um some, uh, he's a, he, there was an interesting thing about him. He was a, a lawyer and um, apparently he was putting up a lot, a lot of cases where the vaccines, not the, not the COVID vaccine, but in America, apparently some of the vaccines were causing something and he had a lot of lawsuits, but his, 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 he wasn't anti-vaxxer either, but he was, his was just to make the vaccine safer. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he so, to bring that through the Senate there recently, wasn't he? I think so. I think so. Yeah, there was something like that, yeah. Yeah, like at the end of the day, safe vaccines are important, and if you don't challenge fa- massive pharmaceutical conglomerates,
3: exactly,
1: that's a problem too. Because at the end of the day, they're there to make money, and they will fucking they'll screw over your grandmother and all our grandparents and everyone else to make a couple of pounds. You know, that's yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so right. it, with keeping that in mind, keeping that in mind, you can understand why there's a lot of people that have fear over the vaccine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then there's also, like, at the end of the day, there's and this is for another another podcast, but yeah, 100%. 100%. We're supposed to be talking about fear,
2: we're talking about fear. Yeah, this- we to- well, it's, a, it's the fear of it's, the, it's a fear of. Of, of information like it, people's fears are being triggered um against the vaccine,
1: yeah, but like it, again, yeah, there is a genuine amount of fear in the vaccine, but I think that there's so much misinformation around these things to try and trust trust information is hard to get like yeah, well, that's it too, and it's it's
3: what what does somebody have to gain for giving you the misinformation? Do you know what I mean? And it's it's a funny one. It's
2: hard to know. Hard my, to know. I've, I've taken the vaccine. There's no side effects. My my willy has grew two two inches. Which one?
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: the second. And one, also, yeah. I've never been to Westport. The, the one that grew out of your elbow. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got I've got six six willys now growing out of me. Um, <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> the Note that we have to
1: leave it on so Cowboy is six willies from taking the second six podcast. willies, very happy. six willies, very uh, good, very good. But we'll uh, wrap up the podcast at that, lads. I think uh, we we'll wrap
3: wrapping
2: up there, yeah, lads. Very good, very good podcast and different one. And please, guys, um, subscribe to our Patreon page if you can at all. Uh, um, yeah, we have yeah. a couple of very interesting podcasts coming up with uh, some very great guests. And uh, we will be always tuning and in ourselves. Like and share share, yeah, share like the podcast. This and also become a subscriber to our YouTube channel. Yes, please. Dead Hitchhawks. Hitchhawks.
3: Good stuff, lads. Good stuff. And if you could just pass on the podcast to somebody else, tell word of mouth as well. Old-fashioned way. Old-fashioned you know, fa- old way.
1: Whisper. Whisper in the schoolyard. Watch the Dead Hedgehogs podcast. <laughs> yeah. And if you would like to sponsor the dead hedgehogs, if you're a brand or a growing brand or something like that, reach out to us if you'd like. Yeah. to sponsor
2: yeah. the dead hedgehogs podcast, it'd be great. Brilliant. we'll work with you, we'll do cool promos. We will indeed, we will indeed. All right, guys, until, until we are, I think this is our next one, will be Sinead Quinlan on Tuesday night. So, um, we'll look forward to that. That will be some Tuesday,
1: night. We'll yes. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay. okay. Yeah, good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Perfect. If we get a, if we get a a, a, a a good sponsor, we'll be able to get you know thirty <laughs> Here, here
3: transplants. I think it's too late for us, Chris. Cowboy, you still stand a chance, but me, and Chris, gone too fair. <laughs> oh, really right,
1: really
3: struggling.